definitely human. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It is 1920, the year of Cornelia Cavendish's 60th birthday. On an expedition to the opening of a newly discovered Egyptian tomb, Cornelia and her unlikely associates have suffered numerous misfortunes, from witnessing a murder to committing one themselves. Finally, they have arrived at the dig site, bedraggled but alive. However, the smell of death and the whisperings of a familiar evil surround our heroes, and they sink into a quiet despair. But that is as nothing compared to the grotesque nightmares that stalk them in The Infinite Bad. The Tomb of Aresnufis, Part 7 Our heroes sleep deeply tonight, but their rest is ragged and damp, with a vague sense of constriction and unease permeating the dark, as they flirt with waking, but then fall vertiginously back to sleep. Visions haunt them, but they are indistinct, black shapes superimposed on even deeper darkness. The smell of wet leaves hangs in their minds, the snuffling yip of a fox, the steaming snort of a stag. Uncomfortable memories of their time at Draglow Hall, infected with imagined horrors. Suddenly, our heroes all start awake, eyes flying open even as their bodies remain still. They can smell something. It's a powerful and pungent scent of wild animals. And now they can see silhouettes against the canvas of their tent, cast by the moonlight. A primal fear grips them as their minds pass the geometry of the shadows. They are lions, at least a dozen of them. Ah. Um. Okay. What do you choose to do? Oh, am I sleeping in the same tent? As all you're all in the same tent and you've all come awake at the same time, but you don't necessarily know that the other is awake. Right. I... Sorry, what? I was just going to say... Ah! Lions! <laughs> I was going to stay very still and quiet. <laughs> Everyone, 
I think there's lions outside. Or it was a bad dream. Actually, that seems more likely now that I think about it. We should all just go back to sleep. I throw my pillow at Sebastian. <laughs> Can't believe I couldn't find another tent. <laughs> okay, so are you are you sitting standing up, Sebastian? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the you can see the lions outside in silhouette, and you can see that they've all frozen at the sound of Sebastian's voice. I want to hide under my bed. <laughs> they're not going to come into a tent, surely. You can. Yeah, they he- have to be invited, right? I like coming in through like a canvas tent flap. It's not part of their natural in. skill set. Like, <laughs> I I don't feel like they would naturally. You can like, hear their heavy breaths, um, and and you can feel you can see some of them are starting to congregate around your tent now. Cornelia, you said you were trying to hide underneath the bed. Make a stealth check. Five. Okay. Uh, you try to roll off the bed onto the floor and then under it, um, but you get caught in the blanket that was hanging <laughs> off of your legs. Um, and so half of you, your head and shoulders are on the floor, but your legs are still on the bed. And you, you, you squeal despite yourself, and kick the blankets off and manage to get under the bed, but you're not sure if uh, yes. how hidden you were. Uh, Joy, what do you want to do? Um, I still have my gun from the ship, right? Yes, you do. Yes, so I grab the gun to my chest and sort of hold it out towards the door just in case one of the lion breaches the entrance. Okay. Dorothy. Do we have any other weapons? I have a gun. (laughs) That does not have, in fact, any bullets, right? (laughs) No. Hmm. It's more of a reminder (laughs) of what not to become. (laughs) Helpful. I mean, I have a box of 38s if that's the right ammunition ah it probably would be yeah it's definitely the right ammunition for my gun okay cornelia (laughs) (laughs) i still think the best bet is to try to not yeah attract any more of their attention Mm. because if there's 10 lions well sebastian's already screamed out so i think now we're just doing damage control yeah okay Here's the thing. A stag, no problem. <laughs> One lion, fine. <laughs> a bunch of lions, though. I think I'm going to need to load this gun. I swore I never would, but yeah. I, I do keep a gun with me at all times. It's more, it's a reminder. You understand. This <laughs> um, is Cavendish. Yes. Perhaps, despite our differences. <laughs> I hand Sebastian one bullet. <laughs> You're too kind. Madam. I run with my single bullet and point it towards the tent uh, door. I wonder if, given that we've already made noise, if it might make sense for us to try to raise enough of a racket that the other, like that the workers hear us and maybe come with more guns? No, Dorothy, I think we should try to be as quiet as possible. That seems like the best plan. Maybe they'll go away. Maybe they haven't heard us yet. Maybe uh, Harold has passed and they're just looking for him. <laughs> oh, 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 my, you, you're <laughs> right. Cold. Make a right perception bow. check, guys. 10. 12. 5. 15. So Joy and Dorothy, um, you hear something uh, above or perhaps part of the the heavy breathing of these lions, and you can't quite believe it at first. It sounds like the lions are almost giggling, like (sighs) laughing. Very human-like laughter. At first you think this might be that you might have mistaken the lions for hyenas or some kind of animal, but it's definitely 
Definitely a very human sounding laughter. They sound like people. Well, they won't be laughing when I shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody laughing no, lions. Sebastian, I think we need to. <laughs> both, of you, both of you make will saves. Oh, 20. Nice. Okay. Uh, you don't take any dread, uh, Dorothy, but Joy, you take 10. Dorothy, you managed to steal yourself. Yeah. Completely. Laughing lions, whatever. Laughing lions. No big deal. Not a big deal. It's just, uh, you feel like you've learned a fact about lions. <laughs> yeah, normal lions behave. Yeah. They laugh sometimes. What? <laughs> Social awkwardness. That's your biggest fear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at this point, you can see that although there's two lions that seem to be loitering around your tent, uh, you can see the the other shadows start to grow more indistinct as the lions uh, move away. And then you start hearing an unholy screaming from the tent, uh, which... Make a perception check, Sebastian, because you had a look at the actual configuration of the tent. Five. Five. Okay, so you can't tell where it's coming from, um, but you can hear that there's several people screaming. Uh, one in particular is screaming as if he is in, in physical pain, whereas the others are screaming as if in fear. Right. Oh, damn. I leave the tent. <laughs> I'm going towards the screaming with my one bullet. <laughs> Cornelia, what do you want to do? I want to poke my head out of the uh, tent entrance and see what I can see. Okay, after Sebastian leaves or before? Yeah, after. After. Enjoy it. <laughs> I follow. Um, I'm going to sneak around the side of the tent and attempt to sort of sneak around the other tent and see if I can see the lines and what is going on inside. Okay, make a stealth check. Five. Okay, and Dorothy? <laughs> I think I'm... Uh... I think I'm going to sort of be... So Cornelia's popping her head out, right? Yes. I think I'm going to kind of also be looking. <laughs> but like pop her head out beneath. Exactly, <laughs> like above it or beneath it, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I don't have a weapon. I don't feel like I should go and yeah. try to like, get into a fist fight with some lions. So Sebastian, you step outside uh, and you can see as soon as you step outside, about five feet in front of you, you can see two lions. Oh. They're not facing you, though. Oh. <laughs> They're they are facing as are uh, seven other lions facing the tent where the workers and Jean Salim and Mohammed were sleeping. So it's the largest tent because it has the most people in it, uh, and you can see that there's three lions have just emerged from the tent and they are dragging bodily uh, one of the workers who is screaming and trying to bat at their snouts. Uh, but all the other lines, the ones who are not engaged in dragging this single worker out, uh, are, are making this horrific giggling sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to try and shoot the lion that is dragging um, the poor chap okay. uh, in the head. So he's about 60 feet away, but you have a clear shot. Make. I'm hoping that... And it's night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, maybe I need to walk a little closer, do you think? I'll <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, <and> advance. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to be closer, because I'm hoping that once I shoot the lion, the sound will spook the other laughing lions. <laughs> also, there's enough moonlight for us to see a silhouette uh, from oh, yeah. inside our tent. Yeah. That it's probably actually... Your visibility, I feel, is pretty good, probably. So... Yeah, yeah, it's moonlight. It's, it's fairly clear. Okay. I believe in you. Oh, okay. So you think I should just go for the shot? 
I mean... Or should I walk towards the lions? What, what, uh... I give uh, Dorothy another bullet and tell her to take it to Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> just one, yeah? Just Still one at just a time. One. You may need this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and take a shot from where I am. Uh, is it this one? Yes. 16? Yeah, 16? that's a hit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, roll a d10 if you've got one there. Nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, so your shot rings out and it goes straight through the haunches of one of the lions who is dragging uh, the worker along the sand. Uh, the lion kind of starts and drops the worker uh, and whirls around and starts looking around and sees you and starts pawing towards you slowly. Mm-hmm. The other lions continue dragging the worker who has now spotted you and is, is screaming in your direction. He doesn't know your name and he doesn't speak any English, but he's screaming in, in, in what is clearly a supplication for help. Joy, um, you were trying to sneak around the tent, right? Mm. And you're trying to sneak right past one of the lions uh, that that was basically flanking uh, Henry and Harold's tent. Unfortunately, you step on some gravel that was left behind from some of the demolishing that the workers had done with dynamite previously, and it makes a loud crunch. And one of the lions, who is now less than five feet away from you, turns to look at you. Um, make a will save. Two. So as this lion turns to look at you, uh, and you can just hear it was at the end of one of these horrible giggling sounds that it was making, it turns towards you and it smiles and you can see a full mouth of human teeth, larger, about like each one about the size of a fist, uh, lining its mouth um, as it gives this kind of wan smile in your direction. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I think oh they've gone too far now. You gain ten dread. Yeah, Joy. Yeah. God. <laughs> okay, uh, so at this point, the lion is pawing towards you, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. He's about 30 feet away. Uh, and the the other lions seem to be all following the pair of lions that are still dragging the worker. And they seem to be going towards... Uh, well, away from the excavation site, in the general direction of the obelisk. Of the monolith, rather. Of course, the monolith. Um, hmm, okay. I look at my gun with it now empty. <laughs> Quietly curse Mrs. Cavendish. <laughs> and I prepare my fist. <laughs> um... I guess I walk towards the lion. <laughs> Aren't I coming with an extra bullet, though? Uh, yes, yes. You're, you, so, Dorothy, you reach Sebastian. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you see a flash of silver in her hand as she hands you a single bullet. <laughs> I'm still just holding my fists up. I look down, like, for a second, like, ah, yes. Yes, no, that's, that's a better plan. <laughs> I'd like to load my pistol and aim it at the lion. Okay. Uh, so the lion is still padding towards you uh, quite slowly, seemingly unperturbed. Make an attack. Eight. Eight. Uh, so your shot rings out. However, uh, it, it just kicks up some of the sand to the left of the lion. Well, it was a nice thought, Dorothy. <laughs> and then I put my fists up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, Cornelia. Uh, I guess I will, I'll approach to where Sebastian and Dorothy are. Okay. Um... 
you can see Henry. Can I see Joy at all? Uh, yes, you can see Joy. Joy is right next to one of the lions who is paused. The others are all uh, moving away from the excavation okay. site now. One is going towards okay. Sebastian I'm gonna... and one is paused next to Joy. How, how far away are we from the dynamite? Uh, the dynamite is maybe 50 feet away in, at the foot mm. of the tomb door. Okay, I'm going to go over to Joy. <laughs> you can now notice, by the way, that Henry has come out of his tent and is staring at what's going on, not really understanding, but he seems to be looking at each of you. So you can say something to him if you want. or otherwise. Do you, you have a just... gun, Henry? Uh, he nods and goes back into his tent. Uh, sure hope he's coming back out with that gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going back to bed. Okay. So you move towards Joy. Yeah. Uh, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to grab her and run. Okay. Uh, so you get to her without any uh, without any further event. You grab her and start running. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you grab her. The lion looks at you, uh, but you're not focused enough on the lion to to like notice what joy has noticed about it so you just grab joy and start running where are you trying to run to uh henry's tent okay make a strength check 10 10 yeah that's enough to lift joy up she doesn't weigh very much Mm -hmm. and so you start running towards the tent uh the lion is almost upon you sebastian uh you can take take a step forward and and launch your attack first yes if you so choose Uh, yeah i would like to punch the lion in the face (laughs) Give it a shot. Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Uh, you step towards the lion and roll for damage. Roll d4. Is it a 1? Yeah. Okay. So wow. you, you don't manage to hit it in the face. Uh, you manage to hit it in the shoulder blade as it's walking straight past you. Uh, oh. It doesn't seem to be engaging with you at all. Uh, it's just making these, uh, under its breath, making these giggling sounds, and it just kind of pads past you. It takes, it absorbs the blow on its shoulder blade, seemingly with with little effect, and then moves to rejoin its other uh, pride mates, as does the lion that you, Joy, and uh, Cornelia were running away from. Uh, Where is this chap who got dragged off? Is he still He is at the front of the pack. Uh, The first two lions are are dragging him, and you can still hear his screams ringing loud and clear. The others who were in the tent with him have stopped screaming and are now babbling to each other, but the main sound is just this ear-splitting scream of terror that you can hear as this man is being dragged away. Mm. I run over to Cornelia and I say, I need more bullets! I give the rest of the bullets. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd like to load my gun and go off after the the, the man who's been dragged away. Okay, so uh, you lope up to the top of one of the sand dunes, make an athletics check. Ten. Ten. Uh, so you lope up at a fair pace, um, but the sand does slow you down. Uh, Henry follows behind you, uh, manages to get slightly ahead of you, and uh, crests the sand dune and looks down. And you can see this this horrific and yet magnificent sight of the moon casting a, a, a pearlescent light over the sand as these uh, as this pride of lions starts dragging this this human away. And you can still see the screams ringing out. They're about 120 feet away now um, and going relatively quickly. It looks like both lions uh, dragging the man have now picked him up bodily and are just carrying him between them in their mouths. So they're 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 going at a trot now. Uh, Henry takes his revolver up and aims it at the lions, fires and misses by not an inconsiderable distance. 
probably need to be a little closer, don't we, Henry, if we're being honest with one another? <laughs> I start loping down towards them. Okay. Make an athletics check again. Uh, that's a six. So you're losing ground on the lions now. Um, they're they're clearly designed to to move in these kinds of environments, and and you unfortunately are not. Uh, so they're now about two hundred feet away from you, um, and you can hear the screams start to fade. And I'm gonna keep on going then. Okay. <laughs> Ten. Uh, you're still losing ground on the lions. Uh, Henry has. Henry's caught up to you, and he just starts firing uh, wildly and empties his, his chamber into okay. into the night sky. Basically, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna give him one more one more shot. Okay, <laughs> not ready to give up on this guy. Sixteen. In a final kind of burst of desperate energy, um, you actually manage to sprint quite a while into the sand, um, but you can see you can't carry this effort on forever. You make up some of the ground and uh, towards the lines, and their screams start to grow. The screams of the man start to grow more distinct and and uh, audible. Um, but you can see that you're already getting tired. Uh, it's like trudging through treacle, going in the sand. Uh, okay, I fall to my knees and sort of raise my arms in the air, <laughs> like no. <laughs> okay, um, you're you're about a hundred feet ahead of Henry, uh, who has started going back towards the camp. Um, you three, what are you doing in the camp in the meanwhile? Um, I want to go and see uh, in the workers' tent if anyone's hurt, mm-hmm. or if anything's been taken, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go into the workers' tent. Uh, you can see it's very simply laid out. The none of the furnishings that are in your tent, Cornelia. Uh, but you can see that it's almost like nothing else has been disturbed. This as if the lions went straight for this one specific worker, uh, took him. And and left everyone else entirely alone. Which one was he? The closest one to the. No, he was in one of the corners. The captain's there, Jean Celine, right? Yes. I him, what happened here? He says, uh, "I I only woke up uh, halfway through the night. That they, they uh, these beasts come in and they they take the man. And we tried to beat them off him, but uh, but they would they would not stop. They, our blows came to nothing." I have I have no weapon. Uh, Henri has the only weapons in in the camp. He seems very distraught. So you step back out into uh, into the general encampment as Henry is walking back in, and Henry is fuming. Sebastian, are you following back into the uh, camp as well? I'd probably stay there a while longer. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seething. So you're still seething. The rest of you um, watch Henry go back into his tent and he seems absolutely livid. He comes back out of the tent a moment later and it looks like he's thumbing more rounds into his pistol. Uh, and then he goes up to the workers and he points the gun straight at them, uh, varying his aim between them. And he says, which one of you blaggers was laughing? Uh, I, th- I think I'm... I approach him cautiously. I think, okay. Uh, Mr. Clifford, I know this sounds strange, but I think it was the lions. Okay, uh, make a persuasion check. Interesting tactic. <laughs> 18. 18, okay. Okay, uh, he turns around to you and his his arm uh, with the pistol in it droops slightly as he seems to have completely no idea what to make of the of what you've just said to him. What the hell do you mean, the lions? I don't, I don't know. I know it sounds bizarre, but possibly, I mean, hyenas make sounds that are like laughs. Maybe this is 
some sort of evolved behavior? I don't think it was one of your men. You think it's likelier that lions laugh like men at a tragedy like this? You think that's likelier than one of these freaks laughing at at the the misfortune of, of one of their own petty jealousies? You know what these folk are like. I wouldn't. I want to pipe up um, and say they had human teeth. And I am human teeth. You're just nailing this. This is great. (laughs) Make a frustration check. I don't think I could have done a better job had I. Three. (laughs) Okay, so you start. You start um, screaming about teeth. Um, Dorothy, you didn't know. You don't. You haven't seen the lions having human teeth, so you think that she's just gone hysterical. <laughs> so you're like, you're dealing with a lot of, you're dealing with a lot of hysterical people right now, Dorothy. So. I think we just need to calm down. I think all of us are very scared. It was dark. It's confusing. Let's just put the gun down. Yeah. Okay. Make a persuasion check again. Nineteen. Wow. Okay. Uh, so Henry takes a deep breath. Uh, and then he puts the, he lets the gun hang limply by his side and then looks at you and he says, um, you're right. Harold has passed. I'm so sorry. He walks back towards his tent without another word. Do you, Sebastian, who's still out yes, I'm still <laughs> in the wilderness? Uh, <laughs> I've been sort of mumbling to myself and sort of trying to. Tell myself to keep going. You coward, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I've been doing that for quite a while and now I've stozed off. (laughs) I'm just still on my knees, still mumbling to myself. (laughs) And uh, Cornelia and Joy, what do you do? Um, I'm trying to persuade Cornelia about the human teeth and tell her what I saw. It doesn't sound likely to me. (laughs) (laughs) You believe in weird things? Some weird things. <laughs> I'm telling you, they had human teeth the size of fists. It was really weird. <laughs> it's been a long day. I thought you of all people would understand. <laughs> I storm off sulkily back to the tent. Okay. Nice. Dorothy? Uh, well, Sebastian's still not back yet, right? No. I, no. I think I'm going to go and, like, see. Okay. If I, cause I, I must have gone pretty far, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you, again, you can make it to the top of the kind of the, the dunes ringing the excavation site, and you can see in the distance, maybe 300 feet or so away, uh, bathed in moonlight, <laughs> the kneeling figure of Sebastian, just his hulk. Uh, looking, you know, almost twinning the monolith. <laughs> but we're not going to leave him there, surely. You can, you can hear a sob <laughs> wrenched through the night air. Uh, I think I'm going to go to him and try to get him to come back to camp. Okay. Do you, do you react to, uh, Sebastian, do you react to Dorothy's? Not at first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, eventually I... I silently allow myself to be taken back. <laughs> okay. So uh, you all go back to sleep at this point, right? 
It's still very late at night. It's about 3 a.m. now. Some of us go to bed to see. Some of us stare <laughs> into the <laughs> ceiling of the tent. Um, I'm grumpily lying on my side in the fetal position, hugging my knees away from from you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you s- <laughs> you sleep a few more hours. Uh, make a perception check, everyone. Eleven. Nineteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Nineteen? Sebastian? Okay, so, Sebastian... You end up getting into a sleep that is filled with dreams that involve this strange kind of pneumatic drilling. It's almost as if you can you can feel and hear a pneumatic drilling on the tomb door. And then and then this drilling, which doesn't seem to have a source, cracks open the tomb door, revealing a a hole, and you can see hundreds of of what look like tiny pale hands struggling to escape from the hole, as if dozens of arms are just straining for release. Um, you wake up. Uh, with a start, and you look around and see that everyone else has yet to wake up. Uh, you step outside of the tent uh, into into the already intensifying sunlight, and you realise that the steamboat is gone now. Mm. And it it, it, it it dawns on you that the sound that you heard in your dream must have been the engine starting up as the le- the boat was leaving, but you can't even see it on the horizon now. I start to laugh. the clammy tentacles of sleep cling to dorothy cornelia and joy who have sunk beneath the fitful dreams of wild beasts and crawling flesh into a deeper darker oblivion by the grace of god they are in an almost restful slumber now seemingly beyond the reach of their traumatic pasts Their faces twitch into foolish little smiles as the laughter from outside grows louder and louder. You've been listening to The Tomb of Aresnufis, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at Human Definitely, and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.